0: Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we wrap up the coverage of the June 7th primary, and we are on the phone with another winner of District uh, 87. Is it?
1: Yeah, that's right. We're 87
0: winner, winner Jeff Shifley. 7th. Congratulations, yeah. Jeff. Uh, how did it feel when you when you won this one?
1: Well, it was very confusing because we were getting conflicting information. So the Des Moines Register updated the numbers, but they said they were only partially reported. So the WHO and KTVO started reporting us as the winner and we still thought there was more votes to count. So we were very confused. And then uh, the Des Moines Register got their act together and then uh, we realized we had won. Um, it feels great, uh, 280 votes, I think was the margin. And that's, that's the largest margin we, of victory we've ever had. So um, we're very thankful for the voters. And it's clear that we need to take a real serious look at this gender identity stuff, keep it far away from schools, and I'm really glad that Republican voters agree on
0: that. Well, it was kind of cultural issues that seemed to win the day across the state. Uh, uh, governor's endorsement seemed to mean a lot. School choice seemed to mean a lot. Keeping uh, boys out of the girls' bathroom seemed to mean a lot, seemed to register with the voters. You, uh, the candidates that, that were on those issues, uh, Heather Hora and them, uh, the school choice thing, that they really uh, came across the finish line, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it looks like it. I, I don't think it was a perfect sweep. I got to look at the numbers again, but I think some of the Democrat or the governor candidates um, might. I, I don't know. The race over in somewhere. I got to take a look at that and see if the governor's candidate there won or not. But uh, but yeah, I think you're right in that analysis. Overall, a lot of conservatives showed up and, and had their voices heard, and I think that'll lead to some good uh, good results.
0: Well, the Republican leadership took a beating. Uh, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee lost. The, uh, oh,
1: yeah, he went down. That was interesting.
0: Yes, that's true. Oh, uh, the chairman of the Education Committee, two sub uh, or two uh, deputy commissioners or chairs uh, uh, lost. Uh, how, how is that going to shake things up?
1: Um, well, I guess we'll see. You know, this is a kind of a long process, but that's the way the system should work that, you know, we come together, discuss the issues, then we take a vote, and then hopefully we lead in that direction. And um, yeah, I think there were some politicians that were a little bit out of step with the people. And uh, this is a good reminder that, hey, we got to be paying close attention and doing the right thing, because uh, these elections do have consequences. So it's it's a beautiful system of government we have. And uh, it works when voters are informed. And uh, so hopefully this leads to a lot of great things. Well,
0: it it seemed like in talking to uh, Senator Green that uh, you needed to, to flip five or six seats. It looks like uh, maybe between you and uh, Helena Hayes and Hora, that's might be three of them.
1: I, I think that's going to be a good first step. Um, also, Dean Fisher over Maxwell uh, was big. So... Um, Yeah, I think I think there's I mean, the governor is in charge and we need to figure this education thing out. Um, Also, Barb McAuliffe uh, up there in Newton, I think it was or Knoxville area. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of important races and we have a lot of work to do. So, you know, we're not I, I wish we could just sit around and celebrate and pat ourselves on the back for being Republicans. But we have a lot of serious challenges. Again, thank God we're not one of those blue states. But we have a lot of the same problems the blue states have. Uh, and we really need to tend to them and make sure we don't get that kind of rotten corruption and this filth and this perversion, you know, we really got to keep it out of Iowa. So we have a lot of serious work to do.
0: Well, the goal should not to be a blue state, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, exactly, you know, I mean, I just, I don't want to lead the, the, you know, be a leader in crime and, and, uh, just terrible economies. And, you know, we're, we're, you know, I think we took a stand, uh, today, uh, I think uh, we sent a message that, uh, you know, old-fashioned morality is still a, a, a winning ticket, isn't it?
1: I think it is. I think it is. And that's what voters want, and we want decency. And, um, you know, we really have to put a stop to this woke nonsense. And it is in our schools, and we cannot ignore it. So it's it's very important that we get very serious about these issues. We recognize um, just what's at stake. I think a lot of people don't yet. They think that, oh, these problems, you know, they don't understand how serious it is. That's kind of my biggest concern and my biggest criticism of some of my colleagues um, that, hey, this really and it's like Lennon said, you know, you get one generation of kids, you turn them into communists. And then before you know it, you've got a real big problem on your hands. And that's, that's what's happening before in front of our eyes. I mean, we, we've had, they have drag shows in the Ankeny High School. Um, it never should have gotten this far. The fact that when I say drag shows don't belong in public schools and somehow that's a controversial statement, that's absolutely absurd. So um, we have a lot of really important work to do. You
0: know, you and Helena Hayes, uh, uh, you know, you had this pretty much black and white, right and wrong uh, kind of message about these kind of issues. Some of you, not maybe so much your opponent, but some of the other opponents had, had kind of a nuanced position on that, you know. But it, it, it that that nuanced uh, position didn't seem to really... In fact, outsiders seemed to carry the day over the the insiders, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and then even the insiders had survived. The incumbents, they had some pretty close races. So I think everyone needs to watch. I mean, obviously, Grassley won overwhelmingly. But even the fact that he had a primary challenger that draws, you know, 20% of the vote or whatever, that's going to hopefully force him to pay more attention to his right wing and... Um, I don't know if that'll make him second guess some of his votes on the Ukraine stuff or the or the infrastructure bill. But, you know, hopefully I mean, hopefully that's just the approach we take. There's a lot of room for improvement. Um, I want the thing I, I most want people to realize is that this is a very um, difficult time in our nation's history. And these challenges, they're going to be with us. So um, while voting Republican is a great first step, it is only step one. And um, we have a lot of work to do beyond that. It was just, we cannot be naive at kind of what we're up against and just how serious these things are. I mean, even going door to door, we've already been hearing about folks that are really feeling the squeeze from the price of, you know, price of food, price of fuel, all that. So, um, you know, things are going to get a lot worse and, and we have to meet up and, and respond to these challenges. So.
0: Yeah, it was a, uh... Hard-fought victory. You, you really. I don't know how much money you spent in uh, fuel, but you, you really drove. Uh, you drove all over the district, didn't you?
1: Yeah, we. I mean, it, it does affect, especially trying to door knock on some of those old country roads. And I made the mistake too. I'll leave my car running uh, sometimes, and so I had this bad. Uh, there's been a couple of times where. You know, you leave your car running with the AC on. We had some really tough 90 degree days in in the first couple weeks of May. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I I did make the mistake of I would leave my car on with the air conditioning running and I'd end up talking to a voter for 30 or 40 minutes. And before you know it, you burn through a quarter tank of gas. And uh, so we really need to keep an eye on that uh, to make sure that we are making full, efficient use of our resources. You know, God has blessed us with so much, whether that's food or energy, or friendship, or just our peace, you know, we really need to uh, make the most of everything we have, especially this waste. Um, And that's what's so interesting is these inflation challenges and these shortages, these supply chain issues, they're going to force us to become more resourceful. They're going to force us to adapt. And even as, you know, as hopefully as the price of food goes up, hopefully the amount of waste in the food system goes down. Yeah, that sort of thing. So So, um, I don't know what's going to happen. Frankly, I get very concerned uh, thinking about the future of our country, but that's why we all have to work together because we're only ever as strong as our ability to work together.
0: Certainly challenging times. And while uh, uh, you're celebrating a hard-fought victory right now, uh, I do believe you you will have an opponent in the general election, won't you?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Who who is that?
1: His name's Mike Heaton.
0: OK, well, yeah, I hope you, uh, you haven't
1: to... done anything to make me pay attention to him yet, but he was saying some pretty radical stuff. He was really defending this gender nonsense in the schools. Um, one of his supporters took it a, a step way too far. They were supporting kids um, gender transitioning without parental oversight, but also without medical oversight as well, which is completely absurd. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty far left Looney Tunes. And we can expose them and then, again, have these discussions, take a vote, make a decision, make it clear we're not moving in this direction. This transgender stuff is over as far as I'm concerned. I've seen enough.
0: Well, it's obvious, at least in the Republican primary, there's no appetite for it, is there?
1: Not yet. I mean, well, it's, I don't want to put anyone down. I mean, there, I did have some tough conversations with Republican voters this primary, and I um, it's again, it's important we have the discussion and we make a decision and we build as much consensus as possible. I, I, I thought it would be a little more obvious, but I, I do have some tough times. You run into someone and um, they call them a Republican, but they take a different position. And sometimes you just kind of scratch your head a little bit and wonder what's going on.
0: Well, we're talking to Jeff Shipley, who uh, won uh, the January 7th uh, primary and really hard fought vict- uh, uh, campaign against a. Uh, A very good campaigner. I mean, I would say of all the people you've ever run against, uh, Joe was the toughest, wasn't he?
1: Absolutely. Joe has, I mean, every campaign you learn and grow. I think that's the benefit of getting into politics when you're younger. Everything is an opportunity to grow and to learn. And, yeah, Representative Mitchell ran a real tough campaign, and he he forced me to take a hard look and really – you know, and there are things that I've done that really upset voters, and so I need to work on that. So, yeah, I'm very, very thankful to Representative Mitchell for the campaign he ran. I felt we did have a good campaign centered on the issues, and... Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I, I think it does. It, I, I do appreciate the primary process. I think every, I think we should every candidate should be primary just to keep them on their toes and make sure we're talking through the issues as a community, because I think these primary elections are important. And I think I'm a better person because of the primary. And so I'm very, very thankful to Representative Mitchell and honored that we've been able to um, explore these things and, and hopefully work together uh, now and far into the future.
0: Well, I'm sure that there's he has a good future ahead of him and and he's a oh, good, good community uh, minded a really person he's got on
1: his shoulders. He's very you know, smart. So yeah, he'll be around for a long time too.
0: I know what it feels like to have victory and I know what it feels like to lose and it uh it's uh, both ends of that are are the extremes. The highs and the lows, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and uh, but uh southeast Iowa uh doesn't seem to be unique in the in this message because the message seemed to work all over the state didn't it yeah i think so you know the those uh, elections in virginia uh about a year ago for mayor or for governor and uh uh that was you know so, kind of the same theme you know that was how uh, uh that state was toppled over and uh, uh i think kind uh, of some of the same things that were happening there seem to be happening
1: here yeah, I mean the the education issues; those are the ones. I mean, cause that's the thing. The most contentious political issues are going to be the ones that affect people on a day to day basis and in intimate areas of their life. So you know, a workforce mandate or a vaccine mandate or education where you're dependent on the school every single day and you rely on the school. So, you know, the more that the government is involved in someone's life, the more sensitive the decision is going to be. And yeah, there's a lot of frankly, really appalling things that we're finally beginning to notice. I mean, COVID was a gigantic wake-up call for a lot of people, um, but these problems are remaining. And, yeah, they're, they're they're causing a lot of people to be really upset. And I just, again, thank God we have a governor that will run to the problem rather than run away from these things or try to make excuses for some of these radical teachers. So, again, Governor Reynolds has been such a great leader, and uh, but we all need to come together and really get a clear vision of, OK, this is this is our approach to education. This is what we're going to teach the kids. Um, and there is a lot of disagreement on that. So we really do need to create some clarity. And uh, and, and yeah, we, we need to have the discussion because I think that's my biggest frustration is so often a lot of these decisions are made without any discussion whatsoever. And that's the type of thing that needs to end.
0: Well, we're talking to Jeff Shipley. Again, he won his huddle. Uh, uh, He's a very good friend of the show. He uh, comes on whenever we ask him to come on. Uh, sure appreciate you. Is there anything you, you didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about?
1: Well, I think just how much I love Iowa and how much we love you and Round Guy Radio and just all the wonderful people that um, are caring about the issues and that show up and vote and take these things seriously because it is, it is these voters, these, these primary voters, we're the ones that are deciding the destiny of our state is a very important responsibility. And so this is not an honor. I mean, I'm very honored, but I, I don't take it lightly. You know, this is the real start of the work, and we need everyone to work together. So um, if you're down in Fairfield, please look us up. Please collaborate. We're the Protect Freedom Committee, protectfreedomiowa.com. Um, let's, let's save our state, save our nation, and just God bless. God bless high information, Republican primary voters. And Lord have mercy on everyone else.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you had a message. You took it to the people, and uh, and uh, you wound up being the guy moving on. So congratulations, Jim.
1: Amen. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. This is Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks for listening.